Hi everyone, Catherine and Dave here from Fantasy Fitnessing to talk a little bit about week one semifinals, fantasy strategy, picks, how we've set up the games, a whole bunch of stuff. So fantasy sports for fitness, it's happening. Week one semifinals. All right. So first thing, just explain sort of what we're running for fantasy games at fantasyfitnessing.com. So we have a salary cap game, it's free to play. There is a $250 salary cap set. And then we have sort of seeded all the athletes into a salary. All the athletes from all three semifinals are in the game. So you can select anyone from any semifinal. You just have to stay under that $250 salary cap. So that's salary cap game. We also have draft games available. The salary cap game you can play individually. It's just sort of everyone against everyone. But the draft games, you need a few buddies together to select a roster. About five or six kind of total people is maybe the sweet spot. Um, each of you will draft three men and three women. The athlete can only be selected once. So if your buddy takes Tia this week, you cannot. Um, it is a randomized order sort of a snake draft so it goes like one two three four five six and then six five four three two one in terms of draft order so that is all done on the website it sets an automatic order for you and you just select who you want and yeah so those are the games both are free to play it's always fun to throw in a little bit with you and your buddies to make it a bit more interesting but that's something you guys do on your own the games themselves are free to play so Let's talk week one, Dave. Yeah, week one, we're starting off with a bang here, um, which is going to be super fun to watch. I've uh, got three competitions um, with a lot of big names. So Torium Pro for Oceania, Syndicate Crown for North America, and the Lowlands Throwdown over in Europe. So a lot of big names that are going to be competing here. So going to be fun. It's also going to be super fun from a fantasy perspective since there is a lot of options this week um, of how to create your teams. If you aren't sure who is competing, uh, we have preview shows for each of the semifinals up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major platforms uh, should be linked here in the show notes below. So take a peek at those if you want a refresher before you pick the teams. And then just, again, everybody is available this week, so it's the first time we've run a game like this. So it should be fun. Uh, and everything will be kind of matched up to I know probably, I think it is six events going through. So everybody's points should be the same, which will be, make it easy that way. So it um, should be a lot of fun to play. So I guess before we wanted to kick off the semifinals, did a little bit look back to last year just to see, you know, how the different athletes did based off of the different semifinals. And then using trying to use that information to, you know, build the best team and, and beat your buddies for some bragging rights there. So looking at last year's semifinals, on average, the top women outscored the men from a points perspective, um, about 20 points uh, or so, all the way from, you know, the top of the ladder down to about the 15th. So the average, you know, first place finisher on the women's side um, scored about 545 points, you know, based off of a six event competition where the men's side was 528. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of a gap there, which to me, if I'm building my roster and I'm, you know, choosing between, you know, it's week one, a Tia Toomey or a Justin Medeiros, both who I, you know, 
think will win their individual semifinals. Uh, being priced the same, I would take Tia just, you know, based off the fact that the women's event win or the women's leader will, you know, on average um, score some more points. So if you do take approach where you are, you know, building a team, I would add more, you know, women to the top end with the, uh, the higher price and then fill it out with some of the men um, in the weaker um, or lower dollar values um, just because they tend to score more points. But again, with fantasy, though, it is always fun to have your, your favorite athletes on the team. So regardless of whatever research I do, I know in week four I'm going to be picking Vellner for my fantasy team. So um, it's always good to uh, you know have your, your favorites on there as well. Yeah, cheering for your favorites is kind of the point of fantasy sports, but it's also find some new favorites as well. Uh, yeah, so I guess going into you know week one, um, it should be a lot of fun just because we have so many athletes in there. Uh, but we just wanted to touch on a couple different strategies for picking your team that originated out of fantasy football auction leagues. Uh, so the first one, you know, we're dubbing it aces and wild cards. Uh, so for here, you really want to stack your team with athletes that you feel are going to finish at the top of the podium and spend the majority of your budgets there. So for week one, you know, you're looking at, you know, Tia and Kara Saunders and Oceana, uh, Laura Horvath, um, Gabrielle Magala over in um, Lowland Throwdown, like Medeiros or um, Hopper in Syndicate, um, and then, yeah, BKG and Lazar Ducic on over in Lowlands, um, really, you know, targeting those athletes that are as a sure thing to finish on top of the podium as you have there. And then from there, just trying to find those diamonds in the rough um, with the, you know, rest of your budget. So looking at those $10 or $20 athletes just to fill it out as much as you can. So really, you want to get the bulk of the points with the sure things. And then if one of those athletes can be, you know, this year's Jason Hopper or Cindy McAllison, who, you know, come out of nowhere and qualify for the games, um, that little extra boost is going to do what it's going to need to be do to put you at the top of the leaderboard. Then, you know, opposite to that approach, um, which I think might actually work out well this week since there are so many athletes, is really taking a look at a balanced approach. Uh, so for here, you, you're not going to spend any of those, you know, $70, $60 um, athletes at the top end, but really filling your roster with, you know, essentially $640 athletes. So those athletes that you feel reasonably confident that are going to finish, you know, anywhere from like third to ninth, kind of in that range. And this weekend, I think you got a lot of those. So you're going to have like an Ellie Turner, Jamie Simmons, um, Maddie Sturt, uh, um, Oceana, same with like a Royce Dunn. Um, then o over in, you know, Syndicate Crown, you got, whatever, a Christine Best and a Christine Colebrander who, you know, also fit that bill. So really kind of those athletes that you're not necessarily as confident that are going to finish, you know, at the top of the podium, but, you know, still have a fairly good floor um, that they will be in that solid top 10. So puts less risk on if somebody misses or kind of someone doesn't hit expectations like you would expect. Um, you know, with, with the balanced team, it, it's not – likely that you're going to have the bottom fall off with a athlete finishing, you know, 15th, 20th. But since you all have those $40 athletes, you don't have somebody who is expected to finish 20th to finish in the top 10. So you have less upside, 
less upside, I should say, um, because there isn't that boom capabilities of these athletes just based off of how they're priced in the game. At Right now, you're saying like a balanced team would probably be the best approach for this week, just the volume of athletes across the three sort of big semifinals. That's why you'd go balanced this week. Yeah, I think there is a lot of different options that you do have from a balanced perspective. So, you know, just looking at the women's side of things, like you could have a, a Lucy Campbell, Matilda Garns, Jamie Simmons. And then on the men's side, you could, you know, balance it off with a, a Luka Ducic, Royce Dunn, uh, and a Bailey Martin from Torian. So really kind of gives you that, you know, mid-pack, the people who are going to be fighting for the different um, those last qualifying spots. So I think there is enough athletes there that you can be confident about that you don't need to necessarily put all your or depend on a wild card to uh, to push you over that edge. And would you select one athlete sort of from each semi? Is there there's really no upside from that because they're all gaining points? Yeah, I guess it depends on the semifinal. And just who it's there, like with looking at say Syndicate Crown, like if you had Medeiros and Hopper, I think they're going to pretty solid one-two finishes there. And if you feel that they're going to run away with it just between the two of them, I think that has an option. Um, having Tia and Kara Saunders at Torian Pro is also an option. Both of them ran away with their semifinals last year. Obviously, they're going to trade some shots back and forth, so they're. Total points won't be as high as last year, but there's definitely a significant gap between Kara Saunders and Laura Clifton last year on the leaderboard as well. So it you don't need to shy away from, you know, having one athlete from each semifinal in order to build your team. It just um, it really just depends on how you how confident you are of where they're going to finish. Cool. I like it. You know, just to put things into perspective of, you know, how the different lineups match up. So just based off of, again, last year's average totals uh, was just playing around. So if you had the aces and wild cards approach and you were able to pick two first place, a second place, and then your wild cards finished 10th, 15th, and 20th, uh, you finished with twenty five or 2,460 points. And then if you took the balance approach and you had a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth place finish, so nothing spectacular, but right there in the middle of the pack, that also scored you 2,460 points. So um, really kind of like, depending on how those match up, uh, is really quite equal. You know, on the balance side, if those eighth and ninth also finish fourth and fifth, that's going to probably jump you up an extra 300 points. Whereas, you know, if you have that wild card instead of finish 20th, they, you had two top 10 finishes, that's going to put you over the top. So um Nothing really kind of extravagant about those teams, but both, you know, placed practically identical. Cool. That's interesting to know that there's actually no right answer. Yeah. It's funny because I put up an Instagram poll, I guess it'll be yesterday by the time this is live. And I actually put like, which one are you doing? Like aces, wild cards, balance, or no right answer because there isn't one. So, yeah, I was right. Yeah. Um, Let's look at some of your like sleeper picks if you're going aces and wild cards. Sleeper picks, uh, just $20 or less from a, a pricing side on the salary cap game. So on the women's side, uh, like Andrea Solberg, uh, former games athlete, 
this year, finished ninth in the Open. So definitely showed some strong capabilities there. She made the games in the sanctional era. So we'll see if she is able to bounce back uh, in the semifinals. Uh, and then another woman, uh, also $20, I believe, is Oihana Moya. So she was eighth last year in the German throwdown and 10th at last chance qualifier. I think she's about 22nd, 23rd at Wadapalooza this year. So has shown the capability to you know, hang with those top athletes, especially last year in the semifinals, finishing eight. So it'll be interesting to see how she is able to transition that to semifinals this year. On the men's side, uh, Cole Grebisher, so he's $20 as well. Uh, he has finished top 50 in the Open for the past four years in a row. Uh, so again, that's impressive. Um, some elite talent there and was 22nd in North America quarterfinals this year. So really, again, pushed up um, from a progress or priority standpoint uh, based off of that performance. And I think that means we'll probably see him in the first heat or the final heat on day one if they do use that ranking for the initial seeds. Uh, and then second uh, men, uh, Matt Gilpin, um, auditorian, he's $10 this week. So uh, he was ninth at Torian last year and eighth that in Oceania quarterfinals last year. Um, I think he's down in the 20th range for quarterfinals this year. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, he is only 26 years old, so he definitely isn't um, aging out of the elite division at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how he uh, performs with everybody over in uh, the Torian Pro. Yeah, those are some good sleepers, especially considering like a lot of their placements last year in their um, semifinals that they would be solid picks if they're hitting that seventh, eighth range. It'll be interesting to see, especially with so many semifinals being online last year of how some of these performances transition to, you know, the competition floor. So like having, you know, Solberg who has experience at the games or Moya who did a couple off season events to like to have some competition floor experience instead of just all the virtual semifinals and quarterfinals that everybody has been going through over the last couple of years. Yeah. I keep forgetting that that whole Europe side of things was all online last year. Okay, so we have put together a bit of a power ranking kind of draft cheat sheet for the week. We'll link it in the show notes. So check that out if you're doing a draft league. Any notes on that, Dave? Yeah, so having the draft cheat sheet or power rankings there, definitely a nice tool to go into a draft with. Uh, just again, gives you a little bit of guidelines of where we see people finishing relative position-wise between all the different semifinals. Again, this week, we got three major semifinal events, so you should be familiar with the majority of them. But again, if you just need a little bit refresher um, and you're under the gun, just having that sheet there just gives you a little, little bit of a hand to make those picks, especially towards the end of the draft. Yeah, and it also stacks up all the athletes from all the semifinals like together because I think we're pretty good at like yeah, these guys are the top at Syndicate, these are the top at Torian, but how would we really see them all together as it is one draft game for all three semifinals? So it's kind of that mashup too. It's like, we know who's at the top, but who do you really think is like the top top? All right, so draft strategy, Dave. We've got the cheat sheet ready. How do you tackle that? Yeah, from a draft perspective, Looking at it this week, um, so I'm probably in the first round would want to focus on um, one of four women for my first round pick. So um, either Tia, obviously, number one pick, um, and then 
Tara Saunders, Laura Horvath, Gabriella Magala. Um, again, just all of them should finish one, two in their semifinals. And again, just the, the women generally outscoring men by about 20 points um, within those top positions. So really going to focus on them. Um, and then after that, probably looking at um, Medeiros, BKG, Hopper, and uh, Lazar Ducic in that order. Um, so just, again, focusing on those, if you are kind of at the bottom end of the first round, you kind of get those two picks back-to-back, which kind of hopefully will fill it up from there. Uh, one thing, I'm not going to avoid it throughout the draft, but certainly I'm not going to be reaching for any of the women or top four women from Syndicate Crown. Um, so it was that Haley Adams, Alexis Raptis, Ariel Lowen, and Christy Ermo O'Connell. Um, again, just that's going to be a really competitive field. Um, all of them have their strengths. So it, it could really be a toss-up for those top four positions there. And so not really going to take a, a first-round pick on somebody who may end up being fourth, just how it goes. So avoid them in the first round. And then also going to avoid the Torian men in the first round. I think it's going to be kind of a toss-up between Ricky Garrard and Jay Crouch for that first-place position. But again, you also got Baden Brown and Royce Dunn, James Newberry, Bailey Martin, Matt McLeod, all in that mix. So uh, I think, again, similar to last year, Victorian Pro was the lowest-scoring lowest semifinal from a men's side. I would expect that to continue there. So even though you know Ricky Garrard might finish top of the podium, his points may end up putting him like third in comparison to somebody at Lowlands or Syndicate Crown. So a little bit more strategy going into that side for the Tory men since it is going to be so competitive. But um, at least if, you know, somebody in your draft league takes Ricky or somebody like that, gives you an opportunity to maybe pick someone else from the other semifinals um, that's left for you. Nice. I like it. I'm excited. So we are also doing a draft live on the Clydesdale media uh, YouTube channel, if this is dropped beforehand, make sure you watch it. If this comes out afterwards, go back and watch the preview yeah. or the replay. And everything's up. It's free to play at fantasyfitnessing.com. All the cheat sheets and stuff like that, we're going to put that out on our Instagram. So make sure you follow us at fantasyfitnessing on Instagram. And yeah, go have some fun. Wrangle some buddies from the gym. And it's just a Fantasy sports is an awesome way to engage with the season. There's a lot happening. It's a big month. Set a lineup each week and then have your picks that you're cheering for and throw down against somebody's in a different way that doesn't cause soreness. Yeah. You know, if you really hit it, we got some good or sunglasses for the top three finishers on our salary cap challenge. So again, free to play. Um, you're going to have a whole bunch of people to cheer for that you normally wouldn't follow. Uh, and then you might get some free sunglasses out of it. Yeah, I think that's it from us. Watch for our cheat sheets and all that jazz to drop. And we will see you on the leaderboard.